0: You're listening to episode 12 of the Copyright and Intellectual Property Podcast. I'm Jason Tucker, and I've settled over a billion dollars in copyright claims for the world's largest studios. Over the last 15 years, as the expert pirate hunter, IP problem solver, and enforcer, I have helped shape copyright law, the processes, and the landscape that exists today. So, how do you keep your IP organized, protect it from pirates, and make even more money off of your content? With real life insight and stories from the trenches, This is the Copyright and Intellectual Property Podcast. I'm calling this Protection Steps for Podcasters, and I'm hopeful that on this podcast, you will learn steps that every podcaster can take to protect and more effectively leverage your podcast content. So I hope these tools are helpful to you. It may get a little technical at times, but we'll make our way through it. And here's where it came from. I had the pleasure of sitting with a group of entrepreneurs at Laptop Laura's Connecting SD for San Diego meetup recently. And the host of Corporate School Dropout, Lauren Allen, posed a question that sparked an interesting discussion about letting others use your audio files, and then thoughts how she could handle email requests she was receiving asking her to push products. So uh, after that discussion and some thought, I thought it'd be a great opportunity to really address two important issues, uh, protecting and leveraging content and weighing your opportunities. Before we get too far in, I would be remiss if I didn't pitch registration. So your podcast audio is content. And just like your blog posts and your show notes, it's all part of your IP or intellectual property portfolio. So whether your podcast is a full-time gig or a hobby, you should still treat it like a serious business and just take a few extra steps to start managing it now. Or if you already are, maybe these tools can help you manage it more effectively. It's never, ever, ever too late to protect your portfolio. The simplest, fastest way to do this or a starting point is to register your podcast with the U.S. Copyright Office. If you need a why, here it is. You have a podcast today, but you have no idea what your audio files may have for you in the future. You don't know uh, about licensing opportunities, cross-promotion that could exist. You just don't know. And that step of registering now could make all the difference down the road. There it is. If you have an active podcast, I think it's awesome. (laughs) I have quickly learned just how not easy it is because of all of the steps, but it can be streamlined. So a huge respect (laughs) for somebody who has a regular podcast. This podcast wouldn't exist if it was not for the hard work of my wife, Melissa, and her team. I have the easy job. I get to write and talk. So (laughs) well done. So back to Lauren and her question. So Lauren, like many I've met, appears to be trusting and just wants to grow her business. And she's weighing out her options and wants to take advantage of the opportunities that are there for her. And that's totally smart. I get that. And most of the people I've met in the podcast space, as well as in the course space and the teaching space, they're all about sharing and boosting each other, which is awesome. But I've also found some who are just taking advantage of the good nature of others. And that's not cool. So if you're hearing, please don't hear a fear all pitch. This is me just saying, hey, take an extra step to cover yourself. Now, in Lauren's case, she was conflicted between what was possible and what didn't feel right. So with her permission, I'm going to share the situation, my suggestions, and then the outcome of this. So a podcaster approached Lauren asking if she could have or use the raw audio files from a podcast that Lauren had released. And this podcaster slash webmaster represented that she wanted to use some of the audio on her work. Lauren was a little leery about handing over the raw audio files because who knows what could happen with those. And and just unedited, makes people squirm, and she wasn't sure what to do. And I I totally don't blame her for this. On its face, that doesn't seem suspect to most people. The holdback was more along the lines of raw audio, but still her gut instinct of something maybe amiss was right on. Now, there were mixed opinions on what she should do. My opinion was that if somebody wants to use your audio, hey, let them. But first, get written terms so you know what will happen with your content and what you'll get for it. Again, handing over of raw audio makes people squirm. But if you have terms, then everyone should be on the same page from the start. And an agreement or an understanding doesn't have to be fancy or complicated. The agreement can simply be a list of what can be done with your content and maybe some limitations. So before I go on here, I'm just going to say that you're always going to want to talk to your attorney about your own situation in your case, but I'm going to tell you what I've done that's worked for me. And also, agreements, whether you realize it or not, are not unfamiliar to most people. You enter them all the time. For example, if you signed up as an affiliate of another's product, you agreed to terms. Whether or not you read them, that's a whole other story. If you're using promotional material from someone else, you agreed to how you could use those. This is really no different, except again, you're setting the rules and you're doing it with your content. So as an example, you could simply send over an email that could say, I will give you permission to use the audio I provide to you for use in your podcast. In exchange, you agree to post a link to my site, intellectualpropertyhq.com, in your show notes and plug my podcast name the copyright and intellectual property podcast at least three separate times during your podcast and then maybe add some limitations with the use like permission to use the audio i provide is limited to use in your podcast and then put the name there if you agree please write back and type agree now if they write back i agree essentially you have an agreement if you have questions about the legality of this in your location again check with an attorney I'm not an attorney, but this works from my experience. Now, by doing this, what have you done? You're potentially allowing your content to be heard, mixed in with the content of another to an audience you may not be touching. You set and agreed to terms that limit use of your raw audio to this other person's podcast. And you created an opportunity for your podcast, again, to get pushed and traffic from the link in the show notes. And you secured an agreement to all of this in like two sentences in an email. So another way to look at it is you took some smart steps up front to protect what could happen with your work, period. Now, if the other person doesn't follow the terms, you can stop it with what I'll call an electronic lasso, and that's just wrangle it back in and shut it down. You simply send an email that says, you're using my content outside of the terms of our agreement, and I request you immediately remove the content from your site and anywhere you may have published it. And I would follow that up with a DMCA takedown notice to the person who did this and their hosting company. If you need a DMCA takedown notice, go to the free tools tab on intellectualpropertyhq.com and download the free DMCA takedown notice template. It'll be helpful to you and uh, it's compliant. Uh, So again, it's important to lay out the rules. You want followed with your content. It's not rude. It's not unfamiliar. It's just smart business. There there is no way I'm freely handing over raw audio or video to anyone without knowing what they're going to do with it. That's my work, and they're going to be representing my brand. So without having a written idea of what the intended use is, you're really limiting your ability to stop it should you need to. So just, again, just eliminate the possibility before it's a thing. That's what I mean when I say value your content and treat it like a business. So in Lauren's case, this person came back and said, no, I won't agree. Now, this makes me think the other person had other plans with Lauren's audio. It's a little sketchy. Who wouldn't agree to plug the person whose work you're using? It just seems off. Uh, If you think you know another reason or have something to add or a real-life experience, jump into our Facebook community at Intellectual Property HQ Community and let us know. Let me know because I think this is really worthy of a conversation because it's probably happening more often than I realize. Two. Get all rights to your content. So here's one for you. If you have a guest on your podcast, you might wanna consider having them sign a release, giving you all the rights to the interview audio, and if you're using it, video. This way you can register and own your copyright free and clear. This is important because without the exclusive rights, the other person will also have rights and they could go do whatever they want with that recording forever. Once you have the exclusive rights, people will need your permission to legally use the content. Big deal, big value. And again, you don't know what those audio files could bring you down the road. Okay, so the second part of what we were gonna talk about is that marketing people were emailing Lauren asking if she would pitch their goods. And it's flattering, and and Lauren was conflicted because she doesn't want to appear to be rude. I can totally appreciate that. But here's the deal. Marketing people are going to come at you because they need traffic for sales. You have traffic. Now, that doesn't mean every offer is a good one, and that doesn't mean you should take every good offer. If you have products to sell, then I would ignore the sales pitches and first push your traffic to your products. Second, push your traffic to those who are also promoting you or something you've used and truly believe in. Like create a real win-win. I'm all about making money, but it needs to be a good fit. What sometimes gets lost is really what a yes to another product could potentially mean to you. You spend time building trust with your audience. If you send them away, you're sending them to a funnel and an experience you don't control. So that's your fan, but that's also your customer. If something goes wrong, that surfer is going to blame you, not necessarily the place they went to. Now they may be a little upset with that place, but they're not going to forget you told them to go there. As an example, if you convert at, let's say, 1 in 200, meaning for every 200 people, one will cause a transaction, why would you want to send 200 people to a place you don't control? You can have that company or person that wants you to pitch them build a custom landing page that you can host. This way, the customer isn't completely leaving you unless they're buying. That's one simple way to protect the experience. Also, I would test the sales experience like a customer so you know what you're getting your listeners into and treat them the way that you really want to be treated, not what you say you would allow to happen to you. And again, promote yourself and your services first. So before I close out, let's do a quick recap. There's about five things here that I think we covered. If someone wants to use your audio, let them, but write terms Have them advertise your site and say your name at least X amount of times. Insert whatever else you want. I would suggest a link back to you in their show notes and ideally wherever it's published. Give them a non-exclusive license to use the content for a specific purpose like a podcast episode or in a story video. Embrace free advertising, but do it with an electronic lasso so you can stop use if you don't like it. If someone doesn't follow the agreed-upon rules, you can revoke that license and send a DMCA takedown notice to the operator and their hosting company and end it. It's your content. It will always be yours. Don't just give it away without terms. Otherwise, it stops being yours, and that creates areas you can't control. So control your branding. If you have a guest on your podcast, have them sign over all rights to that recording to you. You want all rights forever and throughout the universe in perpetuity. Don't let me freak you out. These are just simple steps to help you learn how to watch your back. Have fun growing your brand and just know there's always a way to solve an issue. If you like this, please help me out and leave a five-star review and share it with your friends. I think the more that we can help each other and learn, the more successful we can all be. Also, again, if you wanna be part of the conversation, join our Facebook group at Intellectual Property HQ Community. Thank you for listening. Jason Tucker is not an attorney. All of the information shared on this free podcast is his opinion and not legal advice. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. See you next time.